0: Rejection at the highest level. Hello, my friends. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries and you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking strong in the Lord, and that we are not giving up on Jesus. We are going to remain patient no matter what is going on in the world today, because we know that our King has risen and he has defeated everything that would try to hinder us in this lifetime. And with that, I would like to get started with today's teaching. Welcome everyone. Well, I just wanted to reflect on, you know what? God feels rejection just as bad as we feel it. Imagine when you go to preach the word of Jesus Christ, the message of the cross to those who are lost and they reject the message. I know, how sad is that? Well, I wanted to talk about, believe it or not, how witchcraft plays a part in all of that. The Bible has a lot to say about witchcraft Witchcraft and its many cousins are fortune-telling, necromancy, which are Satan's counterfeits to holy spirituality. The Bible expresses that and it condemns all forms of witchcraft. Since early times, people have sought supernatural experiences that God did not endorse. The nations that surrounded the promised land were saturated with such practices, and God had stern words for his people concerning any involvement with them. In Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12, it says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who practice divination or sorcery, interprets omen, engage in witchcraft or cast spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead, anyone Who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Amen. So, as we see, God takes witchcraft very seriously. The penalty for practicing witchcraft under the Mosaic law was death. And we can find that in Exodus 22, 18, as well as in Leviticus 20, 27. 1 Chronicles 10, verse 13 tells us that Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance. Oh my goodness. In the New Testament, sorcery is translated from the Greek word pharmakia. And we can find that in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 20 and also in in Revelation 18.23. Witchcraft and spiritism often involve the ritualistic use of magic potions and mind controlling drugs. Using illicit drugs can open ourselves up to the invasion of demonic spirits. Engaging in a practice or taking a substance to achieve an altered state of consciousness is a form of witchcraft. And again, I know you're probably wondering, what does all of this have to do with rejection? Well, let me tell you, okay? Any time spent kneeling before the God of drugs is time spent with your back towards the God of the Bible. The Bible teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. And we can see that in Titus 2 verse 12. Okay, now, when someone's mind is altered, they are not thinking soberly. That's why the Bible says that we must have a sober mind. Why? Because anything outside of that gives a foothold to Satan. And once he gives a foothold into your mind, all bets are off. You are not trying to hear the word of God. As a matter of fact, you are rejecting the messenger, the messenger of Jesus Christ is coming into that person's life because they see that they are not living right in the eyes of God. They are going down the wrong path. So out of love and compassion, you come with the word to bring them salvation, to get them out of this drug induced mindset but they reject the message. So I remember personally in my life when I tried to tell someone that I love, that they need to come out of their sin. They need to repent and ask the Lord to help them. Okay. What I found was a brick wall. Yes, a brick wall because when a person tells you to stop interfering in their life, you got to listen to them as much as you want to have that person come to the Lord Jesus Christ to have their sins forgiven so that their mind can now be right. They can have the mind of Christ. When they tell you to leave them alone, that they want to live their own life. The Lord told me this. He said that I need to lead them to it and to back up all the way. I know, I know. So when our mind is being controlled by Satan, we are actually practicing witchcraft because our mind are now inundated with a drug now it could be the actual drugs or it can be a spiritual drug where your mind is clouded you can't think or you hearing is it, from the kingdom of satan and you are going to reject god and you're going to reject the messenger okay so now look where jesus is there are going to be ruffled feathers If you come in with the real message of Jesus Christ, if you are in fact a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and you're trying to bring this message of hope to someone who is lost and they don't want to hear it, my friends, you are going to ruffle some feathers. And why? Because we know that no one who is born of God will continue to sin. Why? Because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because of his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. And we can find that scripture in 1 John 3, verses 9 through 12. Okay, now, let me just explain something to you. As crazy as this may sound and how You can't even wrap your brain around this, but jealous, evil people will hate and kill his righteous brother, just like Cain, because they are jealous of your walk with the Lord. How crazy is that? If anything, they should see this as a shining example, because if they were to truly examine their lives, they can see that, you know what? What? I' am not living right before the Lord, but I see my loved one, my spouse, or my brother. He is living right before the Lord. I see his life is being blessed, but instead of seeing that as a, an encouragement they they look on that in jealousy, they are jealous of God's favor and grace on the righteous. Instead of doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, they hate on those who are living right in the sight of God. They want to keep on sinning and they do not want to be called out on it. They definitely don't want to be rebuked about it with loving, righteous judgment. They're not trying to hear any of that. They will look on you with hatred in their eyes as if looks can kill. Let me tell you, it's true. I'm a witness to it. They don't love you. Secretly, they are wishing you would die and leave them alone to tend to their right. to, to their right. I can't even get it out. I'm just going to say it this way. They want to be left to their wild and uncontrolled behavior, right? They want to keep on living their sinful lifestyle. They want to stew in their own sin, and you better not say anything about it either. Well, you talk about rejection at the highest level. We have not felt rejection like God has felt rejection yes, it may hurt when we know the true message of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know what it's like to be saved. We know what it's like to have God's favor on our lives, that even though that we are walking in this world that's being dictated by Satan, we can still have the awesome loving arms of God in our lives that even though there's chaos in the world, there is peace in our life. But guess what? Just like God said to Samuel, don't take it personal because Israel called for a king. They don't hate you. They hate me. So, hmm, we ought to never take it personal when a person wants to be quote-unquote left alone and quote-unquote you stay out of their life all you can do is to respect their wishes and move aside God said to respect it so now look in 1st Samuel chapter 8 verse 7 the new living translation says this do everything they say to you the Lord replied for they are rejected, me not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. <sighs> Can't you feel the Lord's pain in that? I know that. I know how it feels when I'm trying to bring someone the good news. Okay. When they reject it, you do get that, that sting in your heart because maybe mentally going into it, we thinking that once they hear this word, like how we heard it and we jumped at the opportunity and they just go, hmm, maybe not today. You talk about feeling rejected. Imagine how how the Lord felt in 1 Samuel 8 verse 7. Do everything they say to you because Israel wanted a king. They saw the other nations having a king, you know, a king that can go before them and fight their battles for them, that this king can provide all um, of their needs. And instead of looking back at what the Lord God did for them as he brought them out of Egypt, and brought them over into their promised land, having gotten them through the wilderness of 40 years, which was only supposed to be an 11-day journey, but it took them 40 years to get to the promised land because of their unbelief and rebellion in the desert. So anyway, they finally get to the promised land. Now, God already told them, first of all, I'm your God don't have any other gods before me and when you see the culture over there and what they're doing with their evil detestable idol worshiping and and all their their witchcraft and rebellion don't follow after them but what did the children of Israel do the moment they got over there they saw that they had kings and that they was worshiping all these foreign gods that they never even heard of before, and they just totally rebelled against the Lord God. They said, you know what, thanks, but no thanks. We want a king. And so when when they told this to Samuel, Samuel took it personal. And you know what? I could understand it because Samuel loved God. His mother dedicated him to God even before he was even born. So, of course, from birth in his mama's womb, Samuel had a love for God. And just like us, once we get a taste of the good news, all we want to do is to tell somebody about the somebody we met. And when they reject it, we take it personal. But God told Samuel, Samuel, don't take it personal because they're not rejecting you they rejected me how very sad is that i'm so sorry lord i feel your pain and i feel your heart i'm so sorry that you had and have to go through this level of rejection especially after everything that you did for us everything you did for the children of israel i'm so sorry lord Okay, so now I want to talk about how God feels the agony of rejection as well. Like we saw, like we saw in in 1 Samuel, when the children of Israelites, when they wanted to um, have another king, they rejected the true king. The words spoken to Samuel probably in a vision by the Most High are very touching and very sad. We do know this. It's very touching in this. When God said to Samuel in extreme tenderness to to say, my old true servant, and be not dismayed at this, apparently bitter proof of the ingratitude of the people you love so well. This deliberate complaint on the part of Israel is directed not against you, the judge, but against me, the invisible king. They they have ever been the same and capable of becoming my true subjects and of winning on earth the lofty position. How sad is that God is telling Samuel, you know, because I believe Samuel and God had a close relationship. And that's why they can have this kind of conversation because because God saw just how distraught Samuel was. He took that personal and God is trying to tell Samuel, look, listen, these people have been rejecting me from the beginning. So I get it. I just don't want you to feel so broken up about it, right? Now, look, he says that I would have given them. You must give them now their heart's desire because God would have given them everything. But you know what? Since this is what they desire in their heart, well, then God is going to give them a cane. And they're not going to like it because just like with everything that we think what we want is the best. But God knows the end from the beginning. He knows that once they get a king, it's not going to work out well for them. So let me see here. I made some notes. So let's see. It has all been foreseen and provided for only make them understand, Samuel, make them understand that what They are asking, then give them their earthly king because since they don't want the true king, the divine king, okay, since they want a mere man to rule over them, okay, well, then give them what they want. How very sad, for it was the deliberate abandonment by the eternal God of his first intention as regarded Israel, God plucked the nation of Israel out of the world to call them his own. God was going to use the nation as Israel as a shining example of his grace, of his mighty power, of his love for the people of the earth. The world was going to look to Israel and see a shining God. But Israel, alas, turned their back on God and wanted what the world had, was a worldly king. <sighs> okay, here, as it is not unfrequent in the divine records, we have a corner of the veil which hangs between the creature and the creator lifted for a moment. We see how sadly possible it is for man in the exercise of his perfect free will (laughs) to mar the glorious work arranged for him by his God. We see too in the records of such a transaction as this in Deuteronomy 17 verse 14, okay, how all was foreseen by the King of Heaven, and we catch sight of that sorrowful regret. If we may use the term of the creator in the perverse folly of his creatures, you know what? We think we know everything, but we know nothing. God is trying to let us know we need to follow him and him only. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot go after the dictates of this world. The prince of this world is Satan, and he does not have your best interest at heart. We cannot keep going on rejecting the Lord God. Don't you know that he is altogether lovely? Don't you know that he is altogether worthy of our praise? He is our risen king. How can we reject such great a salvation as the Lord Jesus Christ? My God stepped out of deity down into darkness. He stepped out of light into this filthy, stinking flesh of a world to die on the cross For our sins, he reconciled us back to himself. He said, you know what? I am going to take on the sins of the world. I am going to pay the penalty that was due to you. And God in heaven poured out his complete and and righteous judgment on the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? So that we don't have to face death. Because let me tell you, our sins called for death. That was our wage. God says that, the, that the, the wages of sin is death, and we were, due death. We were doomed to, to die in our sins. But the Lord Jesus Christ stepped out of deity into this dark world and took our punishment upon himself. He suffered God's wrath for the sins of the world. How foolish of us to reject that. My friends, I would like to leave you with this. Don't take it personal. Like the Lord told me, they are not rejecting you. It's me. It's me that they want no parts of. How sad. How utterly sad. They will rather have God's wrath than God's love. How foolish. And with that, my friends, I say, you know what? Like the Lord Jesus Christ told those 70 plus disciples that when you go knock on their door of their hearts and they reject the message, don't take it personal. Dust, brush off the dust of your feet and keep it pushing. Move on. To the next lost soul because eventually someone will say yes don't take it personal god says that it's not you they're rejecting it's him and believe me he will deal with them at a later time all we can do is just pray For every lost person out there, that they will receive the message of Jesus Christ. That they will know that God is not mad at them anymore. All they have to do is repent and believe. And with that, I bid you all well, my friends. I love you. Don't take it personal. Be well. Until next time, Lord willing, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now.